Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis! Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latresa, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. We took a week off last week because this one was a little trickier to research, but we're all the time telling you guys to message us with ideas on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or leave a review, and tonight's episode, we are going to take one of your suggestions and make it into an episode if that makes sense but anyways Elizabeth Mullis messaged us on Instagram and said loving the podcast gals if I can make a suggestion for a future episode or topic Elvis and the Louisiana Hayride are linked together in many ways I grew up in Shreveport, and my family still live there. I would love to hear the story of how Elvis has left the building originated there, how his one and only product endorsement was through the Hayride, and what Colonel Parker and Governor Jimmy Davis have in common. And if you guys need help with research or a guest speaker, I'm here. Keep up the fabulous work, ladies. I'm learning, relearning, and being reminded of so much Elvis trivia. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. This one is for you, and I hope that we do it justice and that you learn some new stuff that you didn't know before but I was also interested in learning about this I have always heard of the Louisiana Hayride and obviously know it was a part of Elvis's history but didn't know much about it so I'm excited about this episode as well and I'm gonna let my mom take it away yes thanks Elizabeth um I I too I've, I've always heard about the Louisiana Hayride but I didn't really um I had never really researched it or anything so this has been a a great opportunity to find out more about the louisiana hayride and it was a country music broadcast at first it was a radio program and then it moved to television the show was broadcast uh, from shreveport municipal auditorium in shreveport louisiana and it ran from 1948 to 1960 very successful show And um, as we've all heard, uh, this was a a very strong platform for Elvis's early career. Um, And on, um, I think, the date of his his first performance was October the 16th in 1954. And KWKH radio announcer Frank Page introduced Elvis to the stage. Um, I found a a little story I thought was really cute was that um, on their way to the hayride, apparently Sam Phillips had uh, booked Elvis on 
the Grand Ole Opry a week before this, and um, and he had had a very disappointing performance there. And so yeah. as a rebound, uh, Sam Phillips, um, he got him a, a gig on the um, Louisiana Hayride. And so um, apparently Scotty, Elvis, Bill and Sam had uh, they had a gig at the Eagle's Nest on August October the fifteenth, and so they drove all night, and um, they were they missed the turnoff for the Greenville Mississippi uh, turnoff because Bill Black was clowning around. And then apparently they were taking turns driving because they had to drive all night. Scotty Moore just about ran over a team of mules. So apparently this was a very um, memorable trip down to the Louisiana Hayride. Um, but I read they got there and they arrived at the, the Captain Shreve Hotel. They washed their faces, waited for Elvis to comb his hair, and then they went on to perform. And... Yeah. Uh, at this time, just throw in anything you got, Clancy. Just, just jump. All in. I can add is it was a three-hour show, and admission was sixty cents for adults and thirty cents for children. Which, to think about now, you know, and and the currency was different then too. But we could see Elvis for sixty cents or thirty cents. What a different time it was! Wow, that's true. And also, if you don't know, I, I, I'm sure we've mentioned this at some point, but his he was not well-received at all at the Grand Ole Opry. In fact, he was told that he should go back to driving a truck. Exactly, yes. So it was a very disappointing, and he had grown up listening to the Grand Ole Opry, so that was a big deal for him to, to get the opportunity to go be on the Opry and then to be received that way. You know it was a big hit to his ego oh, and yeah. his you know that would be that would be something hard to bounce back from. I I think I think it would too. Um, and so you know he was probably a little apprehensive whenever he uh, this was this was kind of like I I don't know that you would say a rival to um, the Grand Ole Opry, but it was another um, another venue where they played the country music and it was really popular. So you know he had a lot of uh, mixed feelings when he went to perform. Yeah, definitely. So he wore a pink jacket with a black shirt and a colorful tie, white pants, and two-toned shoes. He was looking mighty styling. He was styling and profiling. Um, He sang, That's All Right, Mama. And um, he was very, very well received. And so I'm I'm sure that was a... um, That That was was the boost he needed, I'm Uh, sure. The boost that he needed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I've got, um, I don't know whether to, let's see. Um, he was 19 when he signed the contract. After his performance, um, he was well-received. And so Gladys and Vernon had to come along to his performance where he actually signed his contract because he was too young to sign it himself. So... Wow. Uh, he um he he began performing on the Louisiana Hayride, and um he uh, he became he started getting very popular, and uh, this is when his career started taking off. You could really say that you know the um 
that the hayride was a was a a very uh, important um, jump start for his career. Um, he was at, he was performing on the Louisiana Hayride. He was filming the movie Love Me Tender. He had just released his second chart topping album that was called Elvis. And so um, they had started calling him Elvis the Pelvis, which he was not very fond of that. But he had really uh, started to become famous. And uh, so he he began, um, he, he had done um, 143 concerts in 79 cities and had 11 appearances on national network television. So this was during the final uh, eight appearances of his hayride. He ended up having to uh, buy out his contract and he bought his contract out for $10,000. Um, so, you know, he, he just, when he hit popularity, he really hit popularity. And so they, um, they had to, he had, you know, he was just, he already early in his career, he was, uh, we know when you, in the Elvis movie where it shows how he did so many performances, that was his whole life. Yeah. So he, um, he bought his contract out, but he did agree to a return for an appearance for a charity concert in December of 1956. Yes. Uh, he, he made his final appearance on the Hayride. The show was sold out. He was the third performer of the night, and there were approximately 10,000 excited teenagers screaming his whole entire set. And it mostly drowned out his performance where you couldn't even hear him for the screaming. And there were other artists lined up to perform. Um, but after Elvis was done, the crowd wanted him to come back out for an encore. They had not had enough of Elvis. That's who they were there for. And they didn't really care about anybody else. Which I can't imagine being those other performers dealing with that either. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do a performance after him. Excuse me. Absolutely not ever. They, he should have been the last person. So when they realized that Elvis wasn't coming back out, a lot of people began to leave and they were trying to go find where Elvis was going to come out and catch a glimpse of him leaving. So, and you can correct me if I'm spelling or saying his name wrong, but Horace Haas Logan, is that right? What I've got, yeah. The announcer said, all right, all right, Elvis has left the building. I've told you absolutely straight up to this point. You know that. He has left the building. He left the stage and went out the back with the policeman, and he is gone now. So, uh, and then please take your seats. So, that was the first time that we know of mm -hmm. where Elvis has left the building was used. Exactly. And then, uh, you can continue. I know you've got more on that. Okay, well, um, I, I found out that, you know, um, the the hayride had always been broadcast in the municipal auditorium, but uh, because of Elvis's fame, mainly because of him, they had to move it 
the youth center at the Louisiana State Fairgrounds. And we've already said that the tickets were 60 cents for the adults. The, the tickets for this and the amount of time, and I don't know if it was just for the charity program or what, but the tickets had uh, had increased in price to $2. So oh, wow. Pretty big increase. That's a big jump. Yeah. That's a big jump. It is. It is. And when he got on the stage, the crowd was so loud that they, they couldn't even hear him performing. And so yeah. you can imagine um, if they were screaming that much when he performed, then when he left and the commotion of everybody trying to leave and everything, um, that um, I would hate to have been the um, the poor little uh, entertainer that went after him. Um, I think yeah. he was the third to perform that night. But um, the first time that it was used, um, Hoss was telling everybody to, you know, remain seated. And, um, and you know, in, in later years, Elvis never did an encore. He always closed his shows with my favorite song, I Can't Help Falling in Love. That yes. was his closing ritual. And when he sang that song, he sang the song and he left, and then you would hear Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good night. So the first time when Horace House Logan said it, he was trying to get everybody basically to sit down, shut up, and listen to the rest of the show, right? Uh, because there were other performers coming, but um, in later years, it was used to say, "Okay, everybody, you can go now. Elvis is gone. He's not coming back out." So I yeah. thought that was kind of ironic. And it was both ways. Warren, uh, yes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he's the one that's often credited for coming up with yeah. the expression. But it, it wasn't him. It was Haas Logan. Exactly. And Warren was hired by Colonel Parker to be the announcer for Elvis's shows. And um, and what I would, like, I can hear him now saying it because through Elvis radio and the concert the concerts that you watch like I can hear him saying it so well but a good example I think of one of the recordings we really hear a lot on the radio or wherever you might listen is in 1972 at Elvis's Madison Square Garden concert oh, yeah. mm -hmm. where he recorded um, Elvis as recorded at Madison Square Garden it had recorded the end and um, you can hear Devoren saying Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good night. Yes. And I can just hear him saying that in my head right now. So uh, yeah. But it's cool to know where that originated. I never knew that. I, I, I thought it originated know. at his concerts. I did too. I did not know that. I, that was really good trivia. And another uh trivia, a big we we have actually uh been on the Elvis quiz show twice. We uh won the first time. And then the second time we tied and we lost the the tiebreaker, tie whatever the tiebreaker. Uh, but one question that is asked a whole lot is what uh, what product did Elvis promote? What was the only commercial that Elvis ever did that is actually tied to the Louisiana Hayride? Um, Southern made donuts, and uh, so. Um, that was something that I enjoyed reading about um, 
where they would basically come out with a box of popping hot donuts on stage and talk and eat the donuts from, from what I read. Um, and then Elvis sang the jingle, um, for the, for the, uh, donuts. Um, but I was, you know, that had to sell a lot of donuts. Oh my goodness. It had to. And I'm just thinking about it. Who can resist a hot piping hot donut? Anyway? Not me, not me uh-huh. ever. One of the best. Yeah. I best love, I love it. Yes. But, um, but actually, when I was looking this up, I was trying to find a little bit of information on the Southern Made Donuts. Um, it was a family operated company and uh, Southern, very Southern. It was a tradition um, and it was a recipe that was handed down. It actually began in 19. 19- 37 and um and ironically or miraculously i don't know what word you would even say southern made donuts is still around you can even which buy franchise, i want to I love find a southern made donuts and try one now because that, you can eat the donut elvis was eating and if anyone exactly. listening has tried one please message us and let us know how delicious they are Exactly. And you can actually buy a franchise. I was very excited to find find that out, to see that. Well, we've um, missed our calling. I know. And we've got two new coffee shops here in our small little town. I was like, well, and, and a bakery. So I was like, yeah, not the time to open up a donut franchise. Mm-hmm. But um, I was really, really um, surprised to find out that that it is still in business. I mean, it has been it's like really second cool. and third grade or third uh, generation uh, family-owned business, and I love that. Uh, but this was the only commercial that Elvis ever did in his whole entire career. Um, also, I read that Minnie Pearl, Johnny Horton, and Johnny Cash also sang the jingle when they appeared on the Hayride. Wow. So I thought that was really something. And in case you want to know, and no, I'm not going to sing it, the jingle Elvis sang was, you can get them piping hot after 4 p.m., you can get them piping hot. Southern made donuts hit the spot. You can get them hot, popping hot after 4 p.m. I can just hear him singing it. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, they did sell a lot of donuts. And I also read that Elvis liked to hang out at the Southern made donut uh, shop that uh, he and his friends would, would go and hang out there. Um, so he so really did sure. like the donuts. Yeah, I'm sure that it did it did uh, boost business to have Elvis singing it, and especially if he hang out, he hung Definitely. out there. Yeah, too. had to. You know, all the girls if they heard Elvis hung out there, were they knew oh, he yeah. was in town, they were going there, even if he. Yeah, be camping out there. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, for the connection of Colonel Parker and Governor Jimmy Davis, um. We all know that uh, Tom Parker wasn't actually a real colonel. And Jimmy Davis was actually the one who gave him the title of colonel in 1948. Uh, Jimmy was a singer and called Parker colonel casually. But, uh, oh, and Parker's real name, which I'm going to just butcher this probably, was you want to say it? Andreas Cornelius Van Kuzik. Yes. I probably really butchered it too. So his real name, but after that, he 
was to be after Jimmy called him that he decided that he was always going to be addressed as the colonel. Yes. And um, he had taken the name Tom Parker when he came to the U.S. But after Jimmy called him that, that was what he wanted to be called. He liked it. I, I found out, I, I read a little bit of inf- information of, uh, about Governor Jimmy Davis. Um, he was, he served in two different terms as governor of Louisiana. And his first term was 1944 to 1948. And then again in 1960 to 1964. That's cool. But he was also a nationally popular country music and gospel music singer. And he had recordings as late as the early 1990s. But his most famous song, Ready? I'm ready. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. He <laughs> sang that. <laughs> wow. That is, hopefully it was better than my rendition. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But he also appeared as himself in numerous Hollywood movies. He was inducted into six halls of fame. Wow. And he lived until 2000. That is really he was, cool. Yeah, he was the oldest living governor, and he was the last governor to be born in the 19th century. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, he was also a close friend of Lawrence Welk. Do you know who Lawrence Welk was, Clint? No, no. Okay, well, uh, those of you who are in my age range, which I just turned 60 this month, um, on Saturday nights, I think it was probably at 7 o'clock. I don't know. It was either before or after Hee Haw. But Lawrence Welk came on, um, and and he, he was a band a band director, and uh, he had a, a program. And apparently he and Jimmy Davis were very close friends. So, uh, the Lawrence Welk Show, never forget it. Something that I watched as a, a, a girl growing up. Watched it a lot, but cool. uh, but he did give uh, Colonel Parker the the and he was he did it in a um, like joking was, man, yeah like, it was um, it was just you know it wasn't something that he expected yeah yeah uh, but apparently Colonel uh, really Andre, liked it. apparently Andreas really liked it. So I don't think Good we've ever stuff. done. I know we've done research, but I don't think we've ever done the uh, the podcast on the Colonel. Have we ever done that one? You remember? I believe so. I I just feel like it's so. Um, oh, we have so much information there. Yeah, I feel like it would be a four parter, probably. Oh but yeah. If- Lots you guys message us and let us know if that's something. I mean, obviously, we, we, we want to do it someday, but it's like a big undertaking. Oh, yes. And I yeah. feel like it's very controversial, too, especially yeah. after the Elvis movie. Yes. But so, he was a very interesting character. Yes. Uh, from early on. Uh, lots of lots of mysteries surrounding uh, the colonel. Um, but I think, I hope that we have... Um, that we have answered some of the questions and explained some of the uh, the tie-ins that Elizabeth was was interested in and wanted us to share. Um, Elizabeth, please feel free to let us know if we left anything out. Um, I'm we're not really good at this podcast stuff, but we may have to try to figure out how to <laughs> how to have you to come on and join us and share some of your. Yes. 
we're we're still kind of new at this. We're loving it. We're hoping to get more information out there to you. And this is what we want. This is what we all want to do is to learn more about Elvis together and about his his um, his career, his family, um, just uh, everything Elvis. Just talking about Elvis and. Yes. Um, hopefully you've learned something. I know I have learned a lot. I thank you so much for giving us this uh, idea and uh, yes. hope that we've done it justice. Yes. Hope you love it, Elizabeth and any other listeners. The conversations and we haven't or other um, topics message to us and we haven't forgotten about them. There, there, there's just some things that take extra uh, research and we want to always do everything justice and there's really want to take out a and really look at his clothes when we were there read the plaques get pictures and videos and everything before we really tackled it because it was such a big part of who he was and such a big part of what people think about now and so many different layers to it. So well, Elvis influenced so many different generations um, with his with his fashion too. Yeah, I um, mean, right now there's a whole exhibit where they have current celebrities' outfits that were influenced by Elvis. It's and it's a huge room with, I mean, tons, you know, tons and tons of outfits from. Uh, current celebrity so that's a big one but we have I mean if you've messaged us we haven't forgotten it just depends when we can put the time that we feel it deserves into the research but as always leave us a review if you like what you hear on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts um, follow us on Instagram or and TikTok at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast and DM us, let us know. We love to hear from you guys. It honestly makes our day, and it's why we keep putting out episodes. Is because you guys keep listening, and we're so grateful. And we love this community. So thank you, and we hope you guys loved this episode as much as we did. Everybody have a great week. Bye. <laughs>